Hey, want to learn about the latest trends in digital marketing? In today's connected world, information is plentiful and always changing. It's difficult to keep up. Each week, we bring you the latest digital marketing news in easy, digestible format. Say goodbye to hours of research and learn everything you need to know right here. You are listening to This Week in Marketing. Hey everyone, welcome back to This Week in Marketing show, also known as The Twim Show. I'm your host, Sajid Islam, and today I'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of November 16, 2020. Today, first off, we're going to start off with an update from Instagram. So Instagram has made Instagram guides uh, globally available. Uh, so if you're not sure what guides is, uh, allow me to explain this to you. This was actually introduced back in May 2020 during COVID, where Instagram uh, thought uh, that you know they could help influencers create quote-unquote guides for their followers with recommended posts, images, documents, things like that. And they did it on a trial basis and they really worked very well. And now they're making it available to everyone to be able to create guides. What guides now does, it makes it easier for you to find, curate, and share product places and posts uh, that you love from from your favorite accounts on Instagram. So what does that what does that mean for you? Well, if you have a follower, uh, for example, our show, we could create a guide, and then we could actually give helpful tips and tricks on a certain things. Right? It's just going to be like you know a mini blog per se, you know, on Instagram. This is one way of Instagram's way to, again, create engagement as well as create value for the followers for an influencer account. Uh, So try it out. We will have to do a separate video on how to create guides just because it is such a new new, uh, function. However, we have tested out a few uh, accounts uh, that already has guides and, you know, it seems to be working pretty well for them. So again, this created a lot of engagement and it created so much engagement that, you know, Instagram decided to roll it out globally and not just create it to, not just limit it to well-being. So check it out. And if you want to uh, find out more on how to use this new feature, definitely we are going to create a video about it in our private group where we are going to share step-by-step on how we were able to create guides for our own content. With that, let's move on to the next step. Update. Again, the next update is also from our friends at Instagram. What Instagram is now doing is they're adding keyword search, right? And again, you can see we are thinking maybe they're trying to compete with Google in certain way. And obviously, why should they not? Instagram is the go-to place for a certain demographic, uh, demo, certain group of users, uh, followers, or whatever you call them. The youngsters, they go out there, they post content. And before, we could only search using account name, hashtags, and place. Now Instagram will search for keywords in post captions. So this basically becomes, Instagram is suddenly becoming an SEO play, not React, they're not coming out, out of the gate and saying that, uh, but you know, right now you cannot just search for any keyword, Instagram searches, keywords will be limited to general inter- interest topic. However, this is very interesting because, you know, they're going to keep on, this is stage one of this rollout, right? It's going to continue to evolve and, you know, um, grow bigger and bigger. So folks, this is a time, if you're listening to this show, this is a time for you to actually uh, pay attention to this and make sure you're creating nice captions because Instagram is saying they will also rank keyword based on type of content, caption, posting that and more. So there you go. Um, 
Next up, we have an update from Twitter. <clears throat> Twitter is introducing or announcing Fleet, which is basically Twitter story future. Now, if you are, not, if I, by now we all know stories, right? Uh, they, this was Facebook copied it from Snapchat and then, you know, they rolled it into Facebook and then they rolled it into Instagram. Then LinkedIn has stories. Now, Twitter, why should they be, uh, you know, left out? Now, if you are, Following our show, you know, I've always said, it seems like these days, a lot of these platforms are copying each other, functionalities saying, hey, this is working well in that competitor's, you know, landscape, ecosystem, let's copy it down. It's like you saying, hey, I'm in a, I'm in a you know, I'm a steakhouse and my competitor also is a steakhouse and they're doing this thing. Let me try that, doing that as well. So they're doing this. What stories our fleet is going to work out is how it's going to work out is like, you know, you allows you to cre- post impromptu tweets that will disappear after 24 hours, just like stories do. Uh, again, their goal is to post more casually and post on routine content. Like, you know, like, Again, do we really need more content on this planet? I do not know. Uh, but we'll see, you know, um, how this works out. But Twitter is saying apparently their test during when they were testing this out, apparently it has been amazing because, you know, again, it gives creates that FOMO, right? Oh, what am I going to miss out? What am I going to miss out? What are they going to say? So try it out. Let, let us know how it goes. With that, let's move on to Snapchat. Uh, Snapchat has introduced new ways to market your app to their users, aka snappers. Uh, this actually is a very interesting uh, update because it allows developers to integrate Snapchat into their apps. Example, now one can sign into apps using Snapchat credentials, which was actually rolled out back in 2018. Now they're actually, uh, again, evolving on that and, you know, doing this integration deep in a deep way and now developer can also use dynamic lenses to create augmented reality promotions right so again it's the same idea like cross-linking basically it's like you know you probably have seen if you go to certain sites it says you know create a new account or sign in with your google account or facebook account and now you can also see the options for uh, snapchat and snapchat has a pretty good healthy uh, user base uh, we have already covered that in, in our previous uh, episodes where we have covered their earnings report and say how they have millions of active users so it's pretty much a good platform for uh, you to tap, in, uh, tap, tap into if you are into the augmented reality space so again hats off to snapchat for thinking uh, innovatively and actually doing something differently right again Platforms are copying each other and Snapchat is not trying to do that. The other thing is, you know, in addition to that, you can also have, you know, different types of converse uh, ad campaigns that actually helps you to gauge the effectiveness of your integration and your ads and things like that into your app. So great option, right? Again, this is a show that brings you the updates. If you're an app developer that wants to tap into the Snap uh, Snapchat user base, then this is for you. But if you are not, then I, you know, you shouldn't really spend the time to look at it because it's not worth your time. With that, let's move on to the next one, which is another update from Snapchat because I guess they've been very busy. They just acquired this TikTok for music app called Voizy. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Voizy, maybe. Yeah, Voizy uh, is now part of Snapchat. It's basically a strong songwriting creation app that has gained huge popularity and is similar to TikTok, right? And Snapchat is trying to catch the TikTok crowd by acquiring this app. That's what the uh, that's what the thought is in the market right now. What Voiz, Voiz, 
Voice enables users is to create their own tracks and users can upload their own beats and there have been a range of vocal editing features that have been called the TikTok for music creation. Now, this is very interesting, folks. If you ask for my uh, opinion, I will tell you what where this is playing out is like, you know, there are a lot of individual creators, music creators out there who do not get the access to the um, you know, fame or the audience that they would like to. Like, you know, back in the summer, TikTok announced something like that where they would allow TikTokers to find independent, new and upcoming artists who are not really that popular. And so Snapchat is also going along the same route and they're tapping into this crowd where there's music. The next, uh, I do not know, Justin Bieber probably is there. The next... Uh, Drake is probably there and they want to bring it down and they they will probably, they just acquired it. And my thought, my analysis tells me that they will probably somehow integrate it into their augmented reality. And again, if you listen to the last update where you can actually have a deep integration between an app and Snapchat, this is where it gets interesting, right? You can run uh, augmented reality campaign or bring into this feature and play background music into it without actually having to worry about, you know, licensing and DMCA and things like that. So again, these are all my opinions. Snapchat hasn't really ex- announced anything else what they want to do with this a- acquisition. But my thoughts are it's going to be like something great coming out of it. And then Guess what? Facebook and everyone else is going to copy it. So let's see. Okay, talking about Facebook, uh, Facebook has also rolled out a few updates this week. One is that now all page admins have access to pay, uh, Facebook rights management platform. Why does it matter to you? Well, let, allow me to break it down for you. The management controls of Facebook uh, gives admins the control to report and take disciplinary action towards images that are infringing on their copyrights. With this new update, every page admin on the Facebook and Instagram can control this tool. So again, if you and I are small business, we probably don't want it. Like if everyone, someone is using our content because we want our content to get viral. Like now our reach as many people now imagine we we spend money to create a content and someone is copying it over and putting their own logo in i would think you would be upset right so this is a great tool and big brands do that all the time they are like upset and they are just like you know what we gotta ban them we gotta report it so in a way it's good but at the same time it's a double-edged sword right we have seen with dmca everywhere where you know some companies don't like anything negative, anything like that, or you make a meme of their own updates or images and they're going to do a, a run a DMCA thing and, you know, they're going to take it down. So, and if you're not sure what DMCA is, DMCA is just basically the law that allows you to file a complaint with the, you know, uh, copyright infringement again with, on the plat- with the platform for uh, against a certain user and then the platform is forced to take remove that content within 24 hours again unless someone files a counter unless the user files a counterclaim now facebook has a history of being really shady dodgy uh, opaque organization where what happens after that you know there is no transparency you know how this will all work out and who's going to get banned and how many times if you have a takedown request is going to be banned but at the outs at the beginning of this update it sounds like it's a great tool right but the devil is in the detail we'll have to wait and see how this all works out but 
let's move on to the next one. Uh, the next update is again from Facebook. Uh, Facebook Rights Manager now allows you to maximize your revenue opportunities for your content. Uh, basically, creators can now set new rules in Rights Manager for detecting duplicated content as it is posted and then claim an ad revenue. So this update actually goes hand in hand with the last update that we talked about where you can actually issue a takedown request or you could actually detect duplicate content and then claim ad revenue. Uh, it's just giving uh, creators more control over when, how, and where their content is shared as well, right? So it's a good news. I mean, in terms of Facebook is realizing, you know, they have content that gets shared and they have content that is getting reposted. And, you know, those contents, again, I, I would think this is more for video content, less of for image content, because, you know, you really don't get a, you see a video when you're, sorry, you don't get an ad when you're watching an image, looking at an image. Like you get, you're probably looking at something on Facebook or watching a movie or watching a show or watching something and then, you know, an ad pops up and now Facebook wants to give you the credit for, you know, creating that piece of content because you kept the users involved. With that, let's move on to our friends at YouTube which is YouTube is planning to, which YouTube is actually updating the terms of service. And, you know, for their, it, in a sense, in the fine print, there is this thing where they say, if you, they're going to serve ads to your video, regardless of whether you are signed up for a YouTube partner program, YPP. And his, this is why we say why you should sign up, because before you have to sign up for YPP to see for your users or for viewers on YouTube to see ads when they watch your video. So for example, if you're watching this show, we don't have, a, we haven't signed up for YPP. And if you're watching this show on YouTube, because we were not on YPP, you just watch this show without any getting served any ads before, during, or after. Now what YouTube is saying, we're changing our terms of service. So regardless of whether we have, we, the show producer of the Twim show, have signed up for YPP or not, YouTube is going to still serve the ad. It's up to them whether they do it before, during, or after, or maybe all three of them. So, and why we say you should sign up, because if you, if your viewers, if, if our, and what we found out is if our viewers are going to get served with an ad anyways, we might as well get paid for it. Right, that's why we said you should sign up for YPP because it makes more sense. Uh, because you want to make sure you get paid for at least creating the content, which is what we touched on on my Instagram, uh, Facebook as well in the last update. So, folks, here you go. If you're producing content on YouTube, uh, make sure you sign up for YPP. Uh, Google the word YPP, YouTube Partners Program, and then sign up and, you know, thank us later on. With that, let's move on to the next one. The next update is also from YouTube. Uh, YouTube Music has grown from 8 million active users to 27 to 77, 77 million active users by end of 2019. So guess what? YouTube is launching audio ads for non-video consumption. I think that is fabulous. And we know this is happening. Uh, this shift is happening. Audio ads are coming because about a, last week or the week before last, we touched on where uh, Spotify purchased a Reston-based company that does uh, podcast ads. So this is the next frontier when you think of ads, opportunities to uh, market, opportunities to showcase your product to or services to untapped users, 
it's podcast, it's audio. So hats off to YouTube, hats off to Google for staying ahead of the curve and actually launching it out. That basically tells me that sooner in the next 6 to 12 months, Facebook is going to wake up and they say, oh crap, we need to have an audio-only option as well. And they're going to go scoop up either a podcast you know, a company or they're going to add a podcast audio-only Facebook solution so that they could feed inject ads into it but we'll see this is just you know my opinion assumptions at this point uh with that you know let's move on to the last update of the day which is in our bonus section now our bonus section is actually coming from our friends at well i wouldn't say friends because uh but basically it's coming from this app uh social media app called planoli p-l-a-n O-L-Y. Uh, they created this uh, guide on their or blog post where they said, what's the best time to post on Instagram during the holidays? And they kind of laid out, uh, broke it down based on regions, East Coast, West Coast, you know, Europe, America, things like that. And one thing I will tell you, folks, and this is why we are mentioning, well, at the surface level, this sounds like a fabulous content, right? OMG. Now I know what time to post my content. However, Me being me, the skeptical me, there is an issue with that. What's the issue? Well, here it is. So I looked it up before recording the show and I'm recording the show on a Sunday at 6.33 p.m. because this is where the week ends and and our show week starts tomorrow, Monday morning, right? Or midnight uh, or 12.01 Monday morning. So here's the thing. Today, I checked out the Planoli's uh, Instagram page. Uh, so they posted the content today at 11 a.m. Because, you know, when I looked at it at 6 a.m. before I started recording the show, uh, it's I looked at it, it says, you know, something, they posted something at seven hours ago. Uh, they posted an image of a bakery in Soho, New York, seven hours ago. And according to Planoli's quote-unquote blog post, the best time to post would be 12 noon, today or 2 p.m. on Sundays in the East Coast. So 12 p.m. or 2 p.m. on Sundays if you're in the East Coast. And I'm assuming Planoli is based in East Coast because they're putting up a picture of a bakery uh, from in Soho, New York. Uh, I did the time. I did the you know legwork and to figure this out. All right. So and it was posted around 11 a.m. Right. I was at 6 p.m. Instagram showed it that's about posted about seven hours ago. So now the question is they themselves are not following their best practice. Number one. Number two, this was actually authored by some quote unquote uh, uh, user or a content writer in their company called Tarin Alam. Uh, she had her Instagram handle there. I clicked on it as well before you know hopping onto the sh- uh, app to record this show. And guess what? I will say it's a private account. Uh, she had 327 posts, 1K follower with 937 followings. So that's like, you know, when you go a little dig a little deeper, that doesn't sound like a great piece of advice coming out from somewhere, right? It's It sounds great at, a, at the surface level, right? It sounds great. And what where I'm going with this is like, you know, this day and age, folks, anyone can create a content that's like really uh, sensational, with a sensational headline that's really grabs your attention, gets you hooked into it, gets you into their, you know, I know what the blog post is all about. Well, they want you to serve valuable content, quote unquote, so that, you know, you kind of look at it and then kind of figure it out from there if you want to use Planoli or not. Because, hey, look, at least it served their purpose because we're discussing about it. We're talking about that app because we didn't know it that existed or maybe you'd, it was not on your radar, but now it is on your radar. But the thing is, 
that's a clickbait to me, right? Number one is, would you go to a guy who is fat and, you know, cannot move for a workout routine and asking for advice for losing weight? I know I would not. Similarly, if Planoli is like, you know, really uh, dishing out advice, they should follow it, in my opinion, their own advice. And especially someone, you know, uh, who is writing a thing should actually have used it and say, you know, hey, here it is. Here is our results by following this advice. Because what Planoli is saying in the blog post is that, you know, hey, based on all the thousands of posts that have gone through our platform, we kind of figured out the combination and we feel like, you know, that, you know, based on if you post something, a content, piece of content on at 12 noon on a Sunday, in if you're in the East Coast, then that will get the highest traction. Well, Planoli, maybe you should try your own advice first. Then you can kind of come and share it with us. How's that? Well, with that, folks, I hope you know you take everything that comes along your way with uh, through your skeptical lenses and make sure you know you are not get being fooled. And that brings us to the end of our show. Now you know everything you need to know. If you'd like to read more, make sure you visit our show page where you'll find the links to some of the articles we mentioned. And if you're a dedicated marketer or entrepreneur, I highly recommend signing up for a Patreon account. All Patreons have access to my analysis, each week updates, and also have access to my marketing strategies specifically tailored to keep your business one step ahead of the trends. With that, signing off. Once again, this is your host, Ajit Islam. Until next week, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in this week was a pleasure to serve you all. Hit the subscribe button so that you remember to sign on next week. Same place, same time for another round of This Week in Marketing.